Welcome to today's Life Coach Pod. We have a great show for you, and I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about ways to have fun and to learn. So it's a little bit different, but actually a really positive show coming your way. I, the, my guest today is Ronnie Sharp, who runs something called Ronnie's List, and we're going to talk about finding fun during a pandemic, which is possible if it, if it means, you know, chasing your cats around the house. There, it's possible to have a good time. It's also possible to learn regardless of your age and regardless of what you're doing. So I'll start off with a little bit about learning itself. I found this learning pyramid. I wish I would have found this years ago while I was raising my kid because it speaks so clearly to how we learn. And for those of you that aren't looking at slides but are actually listening on the podcast, I'll let you know it's a pyramid. And the first things that are listed is lecture and then reading. And for if you are learning by lecture or reading, your retentions on the average is 10% of the content. Right now, take that in for all of you that have been through lectures and have read 10% retention. Yikes. Your retention improves to 20% if it's an audiovisual learning. So everybody out there, I'm not going to say film strips and reveal I'm really old, but any of you that have ever learned why you go with, I hope they have a movie today or I hope there's something that's because you actually learn more about 20%, unless maybe it's a true crime drama and then you know everybody. Um, and then when you move to demonstration, your retention is at about 30%. So now someone's showing you how to do the thing. Well, it's more interesting by its very nature, and they're probably telling you more about it because they're demonstrating it, but your retention is 30%. And interestingly enough, for someone who's an extrovert like me and talks all the time, your retention improves to 50% if you're discussing the topic, which is why when you get done reading something, you need to go out into the living room and talk to somebody about it. Once you start discussing it, you improve your retention to 50%. It's also why study groups are not a horrible idea if you focus on the content and not on what you're going to do after you're done studying. Finally, and I call that, if you remember, uh, all the sh doctor shows talk about this all the time. See one, do one, teach one. That's like a medical mantra. You don't get a lot of time to learn. There's too much they're trying to teach you. So you get to see somebody do it, then you got to do it. Then you got to teach somebody how to do it. So those first few, few things I talked about, lecture, reading, AV, audiovisual, demonstrations and discussions are really still about seeing it. That's really you taking it in for the first time and seeing it. The next thing that improves that where intention impro retention improves to 75% is to practice doing it. You will retain 75% of the content if you're practicing. That's of course the do one, right? So now you've seen it, now you're doing one. And then you, this will not surprise you at all if you teach, teach it. If you decide you're gonna go and make a presentation or talk to somebody about it, that's a 90% retention rate. Guys, 90%. This works for work. This works for teaching. This works for your kids who are at home. Get them to teach you their lesson. Boom. Now they're going to retain it. All you got to do is turn that around and stop making them the vessel you're trying to fill up. Let them go fill themselves up and come fill you up when they're done. That is going to improve their retention. Now they're teaching and you might learn something as well. What the heck? So there's the learning pyramid. Super interesting. This one's from the National Training Laboratories. If you Google learning pyramid, you'll see this everywhere. There's a lot of different ones out there, but it's basically the same numbers because it's based on the same research. So take a look at the learning pyramid. The other thing that I found that's just worthy of discussion is these timeless principles that 
um, you can use to improve e-learning. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when Ronnie starts to talk, she's going to tell you about what she does. And there is right now during a pandemic, a component where we're doing some stuff at a distance. So if you're distance learning, these are some of the concepts they want you to keep in mind, which I think is really important because we kind of all are right now in a weird way if we're being careful about where we go. So what you see and what your brain gets are two different things. So keep that in mind. You might see something, but you're going to interpret it through your lenses, through your filters, through your perceptions. We talk about a lot, that a lot in coaching. It's how you come to the situation is what you're going to take in. Learning is about making connections. So the best way to learn, called integrated learning, but is to make sure that you connect it to something. Sometimes this is what they use when they say how to remember a name. They talk about associate it with something that you already know. That's a trick. Never worked for me. But I'm really good at learning and remembering things because I base it on other connections that I have. I almost always connect the information I'm learning to other stuff. So that's important. Your brain also, if you're doing anything on e-learning or you're doing it where you're having to do it through a computer or you know some kind of distance, how you take that information, order matters. So your brain it does have logic and it does like things to make sense. I always think of it as a really good filing system. Like all you need to do is go, oh, I'm learning about cars right now. Let's open the car folder and we're going to put that in the car folder with all the other cool stuff I know about cars. So now you integrated it and you made order out of it and you cataloged it in your brain. So order matters. And then uh, learning is dependent on the context. I, um, of course, always think of this as don't learn and drink. Uh, but learning depends a lot on the context. Imagine I talked about medical school a minute ago. In that context, you're in it. People's lives depend on it. So when you see one, do one, teach one, it's so important. You're going to get it. You get the context. It's an emergency. They need, they're bleeding. You've got to fix them. It makes so much sense. So asking, in particular, if you're teaching at home, your child to learn something where they're not in the right context for learning and they're not getting the what you're teaching them is just coming at them without any context. Why is it important? That's, that's everything. So if you're teaching your kid, I'll just bring up fractions and you're not getting out the measuring cups and making food at the same time, you could, they'll learn it so fast when you put it in context where it's relevant and now it has meaning. You just indexed it in their brain. You gave it associations that are meaningful. So think about those things when, even if you're teaching yourself something, I'm going to, Stop talking in a minute, but I just have four more real quick ones. People can only hold attention for up to 10 minutes. I don't even know what to say about that. That's, that is nothing. 10 minutes. So if you're expecting your child to sit through a whole Zoom meeting, my God, if you're expecting your staff to sit through a whole Zoom meeting, I hope you bring bells and whistles because 10 minutes is not very long. And I know they teach the ADD kids this. Focus for 10 minutes, then get up. Focus for 10 minutes, then get up. Because... It's too hard to hold your attention for longer. So keep that in mind and set your own expectations and give yourself a break. You shouldn't have to focus for too long. Even this show, it's going to be longer than 10 minutes. And then learning is an active process. And that's where Ronnie's thing comes in because it's all about being active and learning, which is so exciting to me and why I wanted her here today. But just think about it. When you sit there and you're passive, and we just talked about the learning pyramid, anytime you're passive, it's not a fun time to learn. Unless you're really, really into it. And that's like your brain is on fire and you're in the flow and you're in the group. That's really different. That's hard to achieve. That comes from real mastery when you know you love something. But for a lot of us, if we're learning something new, um, you need to be active. It, it just, it, it, the more senses you involve in how you're learning, the better you're going to learn it.
think about that. They always talk about learning modalities. There's so many different ways. And the fact that we think kids are going to learn through their auditory system only is nuts. Just not how they learn. And then finally, motivation, or not quite finally, almost finally, motivation fuels learning. I'm a, like a compulsive learner. I can't stop it. I'm a, I have compulsive curiosity. That's why I love doing this show. I can't stand how much I love learning about stuff. And that motivation makes me want to learn more. I just, I actually feel nurtured by it. So think about what motivates you when it comes to learning. It can make a big difference. And then finally, Images, and again, this sets up Ronnie really nicely, but images are a powerful gateway to learning. So that is really associated with what I just said. We expect kids to learn by listening to a teacher talk. But frankly, there's a reason a picture's worth a thousand words. It starts to bring you in. It starts to tell the story. And so when you're thinking about how you're using e-learning, telling the story and being involved in the story and visually immersing yourself suddenly when you see a picture it's almost like you can smell it it's almost like you can feel it you know if you see kids in those big plastic balls rolling around you know what that's like that's fun and you know you're going to hear laughter even though you're it's a quiet photograph so think about how imagery can really help learning and that and the reason i brought these up is that today we have ronnie here who is going to tell us how she started ronnie's awesome list because it's a great story but this awesome list is still working, even though it was intended originally to get you out of the house. Now it's to get you out of the rut. I mean, this is, we don't want you to be in a rut during a pandemic and you have stuff to do with your family, with your friends, with your kids. And that's what brings us to Ronnie's awesome list. So uh, Ronnie, here you are. I am so excited to have you. Um, why I'm gonna stop sharing and let you come in and introduce yourself. All right. But tell us about Ronnie's awesome list and how you got it started. Um, well, it was sort of a funny story. So all of I was in a play group with like 15 other parents and all of our kids are the same age and they were turning three years old and it was the summertime coming up and everybody was really panicked because they thought, um, you know, there's no camps for three-year-olds. The preschools are all closed and they didn't know what they were going to do with their kids. And for me, I was like, I was, I was sort of just all about my child. My child was my world because when my daughter was born, she was misdiagnosed with a pretty serious condition. And once, uh, and that, that spiraled me into this really horrible place where I was just so worried all the time. But when I found out she didn't have it, um, it was like everything just left and I was like, okay, I'm doing everything with my kid now, now that I know that, you know, I, I can. And so I was kind of known for being the planner. I, I did all of this stuff with my child and it was, you know, and I never sent her to preschool because I just wanted her to, her to be with me and to experience things. And we were always doing stuff. So now that everybody was turning three and you know how motherhood could be, you could get so depressed and you feel really isolated. Isolated, and yeah. You know, you're dealing with, maybe you're dealing with one or two naps a day and you're kind of trying to schedule in between and it's really hard. So what I did was I went home and in the subject line, I typed in Ronnie's awesome list and I wrote in the email, I just basically said, um, here's something to do every day during the summer. Um, and Wait, I just want to stop you because this is this, like... Oh, one of my good friends is a planner, but the idea that another mom was like, here's a list of things you can do for the whole summer 
Yeah. That, that I would have paid you so much money for that. Yeah. I know you just did it from your heart, but I, I just did it. That is huge. Okay. I think sorry. a lot of times when I do things from my heart, it just flows so naturally out of me, you know? And so I, be, I made a list with multiple options every day for people to do. And it was a long, long list. I mean, it was basically covering all of, of uh, June, July, August, and half of September. And, uh, you know, um, and I said, share it with people uh, that you think it'll help. And, uh, and it, without me knowing, it actually went viral. It was, and this was before Facebook and Twitter and everything like that. This is like, it was on chat rooms and, oh, you're frozen. Are you okay? Keep talking. Yeah, just keep talking. It'll catch you. Yeah. You froze for a second. Anyway, so um, I, I, uh, about a week later, I was in San Francisco at like a really small cafe in just the middle of nowhere. And they said, oh, Ronnie, your latte is ready. And three women stopped and went, wait, not Ronnie from Ronnie's awesome list. And I thought, what? Like, I, I was shocked, you know, and they said, everybody's talking about Ronnie's awesome list. And I thought, you know, I had planned to go back. I, I was, um, you know, working in a corporation. I had planned eventually to go back to my old job, but eventually Ronnie's awesome list just took off and people wanted more and more and more. And so I never went back to my old job. I love it. Well, for, I, there's so many things I love about the story, but the idea that you followed your heart, that you were open to sharing, which is a big deal. I mean, like you shared it with your mommy's group, but then of course it got emailed on to others. Mm -hmm. That I mean, that any mom knows that's what we do is we're like, oh my God, here's something good because we too want to do something with our kids, but it's a lot of work to figure out what to do and what's near you and what's far and what's hard, mm -hmm. what takes kids. What is there, are there bathrooms, especially if you just potty trained? I mean, that's, there's a whole lot of drama in all of that. So to think that you had figured it out, but to also like, it just kind of propelled itself. And, and I think that's one of the things we talk about a lot on the show is this idea of being aware of what's happening, being present and then listening because that like the universe kind of made it happen. Like, but I think like right now is very similar to back then, back then I had fallen into this sort of really sort of very sad place. And I had just gotten out of it. Like I just kind of went, oh, I was, you know, after all of the, yeah, the not taking sick, my right? daughter to the doctors and the hospitals and, and all the treatments and this and that. But, you know, and then to the, that freeing feeling of like everything was fine. Um, and, and it's the same thing now where we're kind of like, it's a little scary. It, it, well, it's pretty scary. And, you know, um, kids have wild imaginations and I can only imagine what they're going through, but it's also a time where you can find yourself, um, what your true calling is, you know, where, it, you know, it, and it's in you, it's in, you know, there's something special and unique that you have to offer. So for instance, for me, um, I always wanted to write a children's book and I had all these thoughts in my head as I went along in life with my daughter. Um, and I never, wrote it because I was always, I always had an excuse. Ah, I had to do this. I was so busy. I was, you know, whatever. And um, now I'm, and then, so when the, the whole pandemic thing happened, um, I was just like, I literally binged watch these, uh, you know, there was a show I wanted to see. I literally binged watch the whole thing. And I thought, oh, that was so unfulfilling, <laughs> you know, and I, and I thought, okay, now what? And, um, 
And then um, it pop, I got this, there was like a Twitter thing that came up that said, if, you're, if you don't write your book now, you're never going to write the book. And then this storyteller school thing program came up. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give that a whirl. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to write this book. So that's what I'm working on right now. That is, so that's so important. I think, I know whatever's going to happen, it's pretty clear as we come out of this pandemic. I know people are talking about back to normal, but then there's a whole bunch of people talking about, no, normal wasn't working. Like we, normal was broken. And I think some of that is that a lot of us were living without consciousness, which is yeah. interesting because I, 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 I know that sentence sometimes scares people or it feels like a sentence that doesn't make sense. How could I live unconsciously? Because of course you're alive and of course you're breathing and everything. But the idea is you're not listening. You're not listening to yourself. You're not listening to what's happening around you. You're not being calm for moments, which I think shelters really made a lot of us have to slow down. Notice mm -hmm. I've like been obsessed with birds lately because I just think they're amazing now because I'm watching them while I work more than I've ever watched them before. So this idea yeah. of yeah, be, living with consciousness means you're really intentional then with what you do. You make choices based on what matters to you. And I think that's some of, like if people start going through the list, the, what are the kinds of things that are available now on Ron and, and literally guys, it's Ronnie's awesome list. Like R O it's not with a Y it's R O N N I E S awesome list. That's it. Ronnie's awesome list. Three words, but what kind yeah. of stuff is I'll on have you know, that was, that was an, that was an accident. That name, <laughs> that was just the subject of the email and I tried to change it, but nobody wanted to change. They said, Nope, this Ronnie's awesome list. Yeah, well, now it's like it's got its own, it's got its own vibe. It's, it's cool. I mean, that's just it. And, and other people, you've got this for the Bay Area, but some of these are now um, beyond, like our virtual, right? There, some of the things mm -hmm. listed aren't limited by geography. Sure. I mean, now the, the, the bonus is, well, let me just go back a second. Yeah. What I should say, there is like the normal routine that you went through. And then there's what I think what's coming out is now what makes you special. And discovering that what makes you special is what you what what's in your heart and so now I think you should explore that and something very special will come out of it and that's what happened with Ronnie's awesome list was that you know I took time off of work from my corporate job everything was going great but then you know I I needed to take time off and I had every intention of going back and then this happened. It just, you know, kind of flowed. It was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good at this. And you Where people doing, like it. And you're doing web development. I mean, like, this just turned you into your own path to be your, an entrepreneur then instead mm -hmm. of working for the corporation, which yeah. I think happens a lot more with moms than anybody really ever realizes because you, you being a slave to a corporation is hard. I've done it. It's exhausting. exhausting. And it feels bigger than life and that life, your life doesn't really matter that their, their charter is what matters. So this, I think a lot of moms become entrepreneurs Yeah, because there's got to be a way to do make money and be with your family. Why you have a family if you can't be with them? Well, the funny thing is a girlfriend of mine who's really great at business. She said to me once, um, if you, ever said to yourself, I wish that this existed, or I wish I had that, or this is good, but it could be better. 
you can, you're not going to be the only one out there in the universe feeling that way. And so if you just go for it, if you just do it and try it, and now is a great time to try, you know, people, it, you know, we, I, th I think that people could be very resourceful at a time like this um and very inventive so yeah because we're not spending our days wandering around target to kill time exactly or like all those i god now i'm i mean I, I i honestly i wonder how i even was spending my time before because i think it was stupid like what what was i doing yeah yeah i miss a little bit of i don't i've never been a big shopper but i miss a little bit of that but not really not really um so i mean not not to be not to, to if, if i never could go to target again i would be fine I, I know there are people who would die, but I, I would be fine. <laughs> I'm not I, a target person, but um, yeah, I but do I'm more, much rather create. I'm more like, of a forest there. <laughs> yeah, creating to me is like the awesomeness. Like to your point, which is listen to the voice inside. We're quiet now. Be quiet. Even if your house is full of kids, go take your coffee on the back stoop and let them mm -hmm. kill each other inside. Like just have a moment, and they won't. They'll just destroy the house. What you have to do is give yourself a timeout. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I talk to my daughter or, or, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm closing the door into the bathroom. I'm giving myself a timeout. That's right. And that, and then you start to get the idea. So when I go to uh, Ronnie's awesome list, what kind of stuff will I find? Well, it used to be all about events happening around the Bay area. People would go to my website um, and it was a very quick on and off. It was like, you can skim it. The idea is to skim it really quickly on what's happening that weekend or that day and have options just like my original email um, which is what resonated with so many people and i'd highlight certain events that were just too cool not to to go to to, to look into um, and a lot of it also i should say is these events there were a lot of events where they don't actually cater to children but if you think a little bit outside the box there's no reason why a child wouldn't like opera in the park or Shakespeare or, you know, things where they don't specify like it's kid friendly. I mean, you, you probably wouldn't want to necessarily go to see Macbeth with a kid, but you would see, you know, Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the one. My daughter loved that one because there's fairies and things jumping around and, and people mm -hmm. laugh, even if the kids don't know what they're saying, they get, they can read, they can read the, the, pantomime if you think about it i mean it can read it's what's going totally on they get it they follow the story they laugh out loud they you know there's an honesty to their reaction and it's wonderful and um, they are learning you just how to have watch to be some, prepared yeah you're learning how to watch well we aren't with the crowd right now but in those days you could learn how to watch with the crowd you'd learn typically they're outdoors so you can sit if you get noisy you can go sit in the back or take the right. kids and let them run on the side I and mean, there's yeah they're there's no reason to not participate in that kind of stuff except for a pandemic right now. But the idea is, yeah, don't to go back. Don't think your kid. Can't I was going to say to go back to your pyramid. Yes. It's experiencing it in its proper setting as opposed to, you know, reading it's great, but you, they, I mean, my daughter would remember everything she saw. Right. And she loves Shakespeare now, right? She loves Shakespeare. She wants to major in English in college. Isn't that interesting? We, um, we, we got the opportunity to sleep on the USS Hornet through Girl Scouts. And I oh, never, oh my God, this is in Alameda for anybody in the Bay Area. 
it, I don't, they're not doing it now, I'm sure. But if, when it comes back, and I'm sure it will, it is completely mm-hmm. worth it. For me as an adult, first of all, I slept in one of those cot things and I'm like, what the heck? How did they, these people ever get rest? Except you realize they drop dead every night of exhaustion. But just to learn how hard it is just to step over every doorway. You have to step over because it's all built for, mm-hmm. you don't want water. So that was the most amazing thing. And I will never forget it. I know Katie hasn't forgotten it. She was 10, I think. Yeah. But it's just an amazing so that, opportunity. And that's a good segue to like on my list, for instance, I have a, a long list of places in the Bay Area where you can have an overnight experience at a favorite museum, at a favorite, you know, um, place, you know, just camping under the stars. It's, and there's so many of them. And they're all fantastic. We did it at the California Academy of Sciences. And oh, but it was so much fun. We had a blast. It was and just, and not only that, it was a fantastic experience for a parent and a child. And, you know, they're just wonderful. Well, and that, I, God, Ronnie, I think you speak to it because when parents start to get excited about something, and I don't mean football, but I mean, they get excited, like the Hornet, I was an idiot. I, I was so excited. It was, and I was telling her about her uncle and her uncle in the Navy and like how cool this was. And I don't know, the Hornet might be Air Force. I don't know, whatever, that's up to them. But the idea was it got me fired up, which got Katie fired up, right? So kids really do draft off their parents if you're really into photography and you're explaining how it works and you give the kid the camera and now you're going to go on a nature walk mm-hmm. and do the photo walk together because photo walks are the bomb and you teach them how to look at the spider web in a tiny context or the, the tree and the large, con- like you are sharing with them such important stuff that comes from your passion. It's everything. And, and that's, again, I keep going back to the list because that's what I love about it. It's to stimulate adults to think, but you don't have to do these things with your kids. If you don't have kids, you could do it with, your friends. I mean, there's, I think they let friends mm-hmm. sleep over at the zoo when we open back up, but I mean that the sleepover at the zoo. They do. Yeah. Oh, I slept over at Safari West and I, it sounded like I was in the middle of Jurassic Park. Oh, and amazing. Night, I've been and there five times. Sounds, oh, like I go, I don't want to sleep, Katie. I'm going to stay up all night. Like this is too cool. Cause they have weird, yeah. like weird birds and it was so, I go, oh, this is the part. And they called at night. Yeah. yeah, it's all at night. And I'm like, you can't, they couldn't show you this in Jurassic Park. It happens to be my favorite movie. But that, that idea of like, just you could imagine oh my God, my living, daughter in, too. living in the jungles. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so the idea that you could, oh, like, look at your heart <laughs> Jurassic, Jurassic World. I know, Jurassic stuff is good. <laughs> that, that, but that's just it. So kids love dinosaurs. So mom, dad, like you can get fired up about that. There's ways to do these things where, well, you can create it at home too, but you could create a whole right. dinosaur garden. I mean, there's no, there are literally no rules. So the list, even if it may not be for where you are geographically or we can't go out, the list should inspire creativity. Even with your friends, you can have dinosaur drinking. That could happen. Why not? Um, there's just, the idea is to turn on your creativity and to think about fun in ways you may not have thought about it in a long time because we've been, we've all been in a rut. We've all been living this life like a bunch of fast-paced yeah. Americans, and it's time to start being creative again. But, you know, onto the dinosaur thing, because my world was engrossed with dinosaurs, thanks to my daughter. She, her world was dinosaurs. I, went, I just would actively go out and find things with relation to prehistoric or, you know, dinosaurs. Or, um, and it turned out that um, a long time during the Ice Age, 
the um, the Pacific Ocean actually went out. To, it started actually out at the Farallon Islands, and that was all land. That was just like a little river running through it. And there were huge animals. There were there were mammoths, and there were um, saber-toothed cats, and there were all sorts of things roaming around um, that came from the Bering Straits. You know, when it was frozen over, yeah, it was frozen over. And so there. And so I started, you know, finding all of these really interesting things. And then I found the Berkeley paleontology at UC Berkeley. There's the paleontology department, and they have a museum there. Um, and so it, we got, um, for my daughter's 10th birthday, I just, I asked them if we can have her 10th birthday party there. They gave the kids a tour of the museum in the back of their, uh, collection. The collection, um, yeah. And where, then they, they, where they work. So they go, where they work? Job? Like, this is a job? Uh oh, you're frozen. It's okay. Keep going. But they get so excited. I know. Job. And it's amazing. And it was such a cool, wonderful. Then they brought in dirt from Montana for the, to kind of uh, go through, and they found turtle shells and, and fish scale and bo little bones, and it was super exciting. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that, oh, such good. So I know most of we shelter, but you can go to parks without, I mean, you can, if you've spent socially distance, you can still go out to parks. You can still be mm -hmm. out in nature. You can still take a drive somewhere and, sh and get the kids out of the car and show them the giant redwoods or the whatever. You could take your friends for a walk in a fern gully and look at ponds and try to find fish or identify plants. There's so many things you can do. And Ronnie's awesome list. There's tons you could do. You can, you can drive around San Francisco or wherever you are if you're in a city and um, look at the murals. It, it's like a driving art tour. You know, it's funny, they just, um, I just read an article about that since there are a few people, fewer people out, you can see the murals better, which then heightened my awareness. And I just realized, because I had to run home to Santa Cruz, there's some new murals that I hadn't noticed. And I thought, these are stunning. And, yeah. and just the idea of bringing art, you know, it's right there is the art. And you can, you can get out of the car and go out and look at it. Like you can go see the technique they use, or you can sit there and puzzle and wonder, how did they get that five stories high? Or why is... How do they do that? And murals are in all different kinds of techniques. So there's a lot there you could learn just by being mm -hmm. into art. And if you brought your camera, then you got a photo walk. I mean, there's just so many ways. Yeah. So yeah, there are some advantages to fewer. And it's it's so out. fun. I know, right? And then you can bring a picnic or not. Mm -hmm. You can get the drive-through food or the takeout food or support your local people. But you can have a really good time and have some adventures and not be trapped. And, exactly. And, and the goal here again is to give you ways to have fun that are, the, the, because we can't do some of the normal thing. I'm missing the zoo. So for the first time ever, I was so excited when we got this house in Sacramento. It's like four blocks from the zoo. I'm like, I gotta go. And I know people have issues about zoos, but the zoo, I feel like the zoo is a really good zoo and it doesn't have a lot of um, unusual animals. Let's be honest, it just doesn't. But more, um, it has a parrot that I like to talk to. Maybe I just need a parrot. But I was so excited about going to the zoo, but it's closed, right? But there's still a big pond down there, a lot of Canada geese, a lot of lily pads. So <laughs> if I go when it's not crowded, it's gorgeous. So there's just, just ways to be out and ways to enjoy yourself and learn stuff. There is. And, you know, the funny thing is, is I don't think too many people really have explored their own backyard. And so it, it's a chance to explore 
not just your backyard, but maybe a, a hiking trail, um, yeah. stores that are in your village, like your own home is fantastic. And you can show the world you're, you know, you have this wonderful platform where you can show the world and brag about your hometown. All right. So I want folks to get, I'm just going to share this again because I want you to see this is Ronnie's awesome list. What you're seeing here, if you're just listening, is just a screenshot of the website. But she has stuff up there about camps. That's going to be Bay Area focused mostly, right, Ronnie? Right, the camps. That's primarily Bay Area focused, but there's a lot of camps that are going virtual. And so you have the opportunity to have a camp with, I saw, I think, um, actually, speaking of dinosaurs, I think it was the... Um, Oh gosh, I'm I'm losing my mind. The um, in New York City. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Coming out of New York. I'm, and I lived in New York City. The natural, so it's, Museum of Natural History. Um, the Natural there? History Museum in New York. Um, I think I think I remember seeing. Cam From yeah, there. I think I remember seeing that they're having virtual camp. Oh my God! And so what that also means is if you little ones but yeah you know, adults like me is you're now giving uh -oh. your kids access it's okay um you're now giving your kids access to other kids that are not californians like the idea mm -hmm. of kids meeting other kids that was i remember when katie was finally old enough to go to a few leadership camps where she could go meet other kids and she realized you know that kids from the south are different than kids from california kids from the east coast are different than kids from the west coast at mm -hmm. like Chicago, Midwest kids seem to work with our family really well. I mean, we just seem to have a lot in common. But that I, that exposure, so you might feel like we're all shelter-in-place guys, but there are ways to, it works for adults too. You can join a group and be with people. I join an um, online uh, uh, happy hour group. We don't really drink. We just talk. But the thing is, I'm talking with people from Europe at the same time, which is so cool. So the idea is to just think out of the box. Go tap some of these. Um, there's stuff on here for teams. There's stuff on the awesome list itself. This is your chance to st stimulate your brain, get some ideas, but mostly to have some fun. We're heading into summer. It's going to be weird. There's no reason why you can't be having some fun. Yeah. And, and that's what Ronnie's here for. What, hey, Ronnie, what if somebody were to find, I know on here you capture email addresses for the newsletter that comes out weekly. Okay. No. Or, yeah. Every Thursday. So, every Thursday. So that's a no brainer guys. Just put your name on the list and start getting on, getting the email. So at least you have that for nothing else to get ideas, right? Just if that's the mm -hmm. last thing it is, is for ideas. But is there any, if people want to have stuff that they think is list worthy, is that something they can contact you about? Okay. Yeah, so as a matter of fact, I was going to mention that, that yeah. I would really love that. I'm starting sort of a, I, I feel that everybody has something that they can teach a child. And so I'm starting, I, I have um, a couple of different people lined up at the moment. Um, one is going to teach bike maintenance um, because I think kids should be able to put the helmet, they're putting the helmet on properly. Um, change a tire, oil their chain, you know, so we're kind of going through and we're shooting some videos with, with that. Um, and um, they're, a, they're a terrific group. And basically, I'm opening my website up a lot to local organizations um, and nonprofits to, you know, sort of um, talk about really cool things. So like, for instance, I have Children for Change, 
which is a, a wonderful youth uh, group of volunteers. Um, and they're going to start coming up with a, um, a, way, a, a way to do good every day. So all the kids are going to come up with their favorite thing to do on a certain day, you know, to maybe it's helping a neighbor or, you know, uh, uh, to provide kindness. Um, and it's really sweet. And they're super sweet. They're so sweet. Um, another one I'm talking to is an, an auto mechanic. Because even if your kid's not driving, it would be nice for them to check uh, tire pressure and to know how to um, check your oil levels um, and pump gas, you know, things like that. Check, the, check your fluids. So we're, I'm working on videos for that and working on videos for um, card games, a deck of cards, right? There was like all the different kinds of fun kind of card games you can have. Oh my God, kids don't know how to play cards. That's well, they don't. They, they, it's all online. It's all digital. Oh my God, it's so brilliant. Because cards, I mean, well, any of us that go camping, it, in my house, the rule was you had to be off the grid. Like, no, you, it's puzzles and card games and board games. Mm -hmm. The idea was learn how to cope when you don't have to have like, something electronic coming at you. So cards are great. Yeah. Ones. Cards are super fun. Oh, they are great. But the honest truth is, is during the pandemic, um, I, and I'm just as guilty of this, I have completely relaxed on my screen time rules. I've sort of had to, um, and it's okay. And you know, the right. honest truth is, is I have a friend who's um, in, really, and she homeschools, and she's actually having her homeschool fair coming up, which is fantastic. It's on my website, but it's on May 30th, so it's definitely worth checking out if you have kids and you've kind of now had a little sampling of what homeschooling is like, might be a good opportunity for you. Um, but just, um, it's, it's um, there's, there's a lot going on. There is a lot to do, and there's a lot you can teach your kids. You, whether you're a gardener, or you might be interested in birds, or you like doodling, or whatever it is, I'm open for everything. I'm open to everything. I was, I'm talking to a magician about, you know, different tricks. You're going to yeah. need that how to understand finance charges class because that was today's lesson in our house. Oh, uh, yeah. I actually have, um, I have something on my website just recently. I posted about, you know, teaching kids financing. Teaching. Yeah, because yeah. the kids, I go, I, I actually asked my daughter, I said, open the statement. I want to see if you know how to read it. And she goes, oh this is good mom and i'm like yeah let's learn about finance charges when your finance charge is almost as big as your payment you're screwed <laughs> that's a bad thing so yeah, yeah it was good it was good so ronnie thank you so much for coming on the show this is thank so I, I just consider it to be inspiring and both a message for anybody watching that you should also you should pursue what your heart's telling you you should be opening to learning any way you can because it's going to come at you and it's awesome and that you shouldn't be frustrated. I'm not going to say shouldn't, but there, there are opportunities for you to not be frustrated when you're dealing with everybody being home because there are a lot of things out there you can do and you don't have to do them all. You can actually have the kids do some of them where you don't participate and you rest. Mm -hmm. You can rest too. That's allowed. So I, I think, thank you, Ronnie, for coming today. I cannot thank wait. To, I just can't wait for I'm going to dive into the list. Can't wait for people to find out about this and to be able to dive in and give you some other um, ideas as well. Yeah. Really and I hope to hear from people too. I just love, I love hearing from people. So uh, my contact information is on the website. 
Thank you so much. And thanks everybody for listening today. Go out and make it a great day. Bye.